Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Red Leg Nation Radio, episode number 121. I'm one of your hosts, Chad Dotson, our other host today, uh, the inimitable Joel Luckup. What's going on, Joel? Did you call me? I'm not going to explain it to you. You have to go look that one up. Okay. <laughs> Hi. Hello. I'm glad I finally get to do this again. It's been a long time. It has been a little while, and since we talked last, the Reds have actually started playing a little bit better. Who is this Cincinnati Reds theme? I don't know. Well, you know what? They keep saying, they kept saying early in the season, wait until we get healthy. And, uh, and well, now they're healthy. So Mostly healthy, which we'll talk about later. But, yes, and uh, got healthy in a hurry. They won uh, five in a row there, swept the, the Giants at AT&T Park. And uh, just generally, the pitching been very good. And the offense, lo and behold, started hitting. Uh, we talk about being healthy, though, and, and since we're on the topic. And because I can't start off being too uh, excited about the Reds. Let's talk about somebody who may or may not be healthy, and that's Joey Votto. Um, what, what's our motto, Chad? We choose to be pessimistic. Is that right? No. Uh, something like that. Let me <laughs> let me look that up. Um, yeah, uh, it's, it's hard to be optimistic about Votto right now, though, is it not? Um, I don't know. See, I, you know, I, I, I think to myself, man, he really looks like he's hurting when he swings the bat. Mm-hmm. But on the other hand, uh, you know, he's not making very many, he's not, you know, he's still not making outs at least. He doesn't have any much power. Um, I, I don't know, you know, I, if the doctors and trainers don't think that he's at risk of like doing any kind of permanent damage, I don't see any reason why you don't just keep playing him until either he's too hurt to play or, uh, or he just continues to play, you know, I mean, I don't think he's, I don't, I know that there's this feeling out there that he's abysmal, and most of that is because uh, people tie a 10-year contract to everything, every bat that he does. Um, but he, I mean, he's not abysmal. He's just not what we were hoping for. Uh, but if they're winning and if he is playing okay, if he's not really hurting the team's chances of winning, I don't see any reason why he shouldn't be out there on a daily basis. Well, there's so much information that we just don't have here. I, I'm like you. I'll watch him, and I think he just doesn't, he doesn't look right. Uh, I'm not a doctor, nor do I play one on Internet radio. Um, I do see that he's really playing terribly because his on-base percentage actually dipped below 400. Um, so, wow. you know, <laughs> on-base percentage going into tonight of 398, that's really nothing to sneeze at. And he's not hitting with any power, but he's not being unproductive at the plate either. So... I'm not sure what to what to make of it. Uh, looks to me like he needs to go on the on the dis- disabled list. But what do I know? He uh, says he's 100% the other day, and then of course they pinch ran for him last night in a in a crucial situation. It makes you wonder: is he really is he really healthy? He he's you know if you oh wow um, sorry just got distracted. <laughs> Carlos Quentin just had a major toot bland right 
like right in front of a pop fly, he just got himself too bland, which is awesome. That anyway, is awesome. sorry. <laughs> you know, this is it's never a good thing when we're watching the game at this uh, while we're doing this because it's very distracting. But anyway, my point was going to be uh, if you read really, I mean, it, you don't even have to read much between the lines on what Vada was trying to say. He's trying to say that if he's on the field, he expects to be productive, and if he's not productive. Fans have a right to be angry with him, which I think is a respectable thing for a player to say. Uh, and, and I think him saying I'm 100% if I'm on the field is just saying that I still expect myself to be at my top level if I'm on the field. And if I'm hurt, if I'm if I'm not uh, playing, then I'm you know I don't know. Then he started getting into his whole you know Vado Zen this topic talking thing that right. he does. Um, but really what he was saying was that uh, th- there's no reason um, that he's not lowering his expectations because of injury and, and fans probably shouldn't either. Um, you know, I don't know that that's fair. I, you know, uh, I think you can still look at whether or not a player is hurting your team or helping your team. I think Vado is still for the most part helping the team. Uh, especially compared to who would be replacing him in the lineup. If him being out of the lineup meant more Ramon Santiago or more, uh, well, really, I don't know what it would be at this point, um, more Brian Pena. I think Vado is uh, helping the team, and so that's what you have to weigh. You can't weigh your expect, regardless of what Vado was saying. I don't think you can weigh your expectations of what a player uh, should be um, that when he's hurt compared to, you know, should be when he's healthy compared to when he's hurt. Uh, you really just have to, the discussion has to be around, okay, is he helping the team or is he hurting the team? Absolutely. You know, I, I understand what Vado was trying to say and, uh, you know, more power to him, but it's, it's silly, you know, mm-hmm. um, and, and the fact is Joey Votto, uh, hitting with, he's got, you know, a 129 OPS plus right now, which is good. Um, and and you take that out of the lineup, right? You're gonna have Brian Pena playing more first base. Uh, you know, uh, Ramon Santiago. Uh, uh, fans can get angry because fans are gonna get angry. Uh, mm-hmm. We we all want Joey Votto to hit like the Joey Votto of 2010. I mean, obviously Joey Votto wants to hit like that. Uh, he's not that guy this year for whatever reason, and I don't know the answer to, to why he's not. Uh, it looks obvious that it's injury. Um, but uh, you know, no one's uh, no one's poking me on the shoulder and whispering in my ear what the what the what the real his real status is. So at the the fact is, we've got a first baseman who's an above average uh, player. Uh, he's not as far above average as we want, but you know, he, he might be the best we've got right now. And the Reds are going to have to roll with him if if he thinks he's capable of playing. And like you say, if he's capable of playing without uh, further injury, if the, if the doctors believe that. Then it is what it is, uh, you know. Be mad at Votto because he makes a lot of money, I guess. Uh, but uh, I, I choose just to, to, you know, be happy with whatever we can get out of him because the the drop off when he's out of the lineup is so severe. Even compared to how he's been, yeah, absolutely. I think it is. Um, you know, it's I I always appreciate a guy who still, uh, you know, has at least one of the on base or slugging skills. Um, you know. It, if there's a drop off one way or another, I, I, when I start to worry is when a guy loses both. And obviously, I mean, Vado's had like, has like a 370 on base percentage since he's come off the DL, which isn't, you know, Vado esque, but it's still, uh, much better than what you would get from uh, pretty much anybody on the team. 
So having him in the lineup, I think, is still a significant, maybe not advantage, but a significant help to the team uh, over um, over what you would have in place. I mean, Brian Pena has been probably more than we ever would have expected from him. But let's be honest, he has a 287 on base percentage. He's slugging 377. Votto's a better hitter than Brian Pena. He may not be an all-star caliber this year. But he is still a better hitter than what would be out there, and I think that's what's important. Yeah, Pena is a nice player for a backup catcher. Uh, Joey Votto is the, you know, arguably I guess the third most productive offensive player on this team to this point, and so uh, there, there's some value in being one right. of the top offensive contributors, even if it's not what we all expect. Uh, so, you know, we we can I, we don't know what the real story is, maybe, but uh, I think at this point, Reds fans are going to drive themselves insane if they just don't decide to be satisfied with what they're getting out of Votto because what they're getting is still pretty good. It's just not Votto-esque. Uh, right. point, point of term. Um, well, to talk about someone who has been producing lately, just to sort of shift gears for a moment, because this really came a little bit out of nowhere and really uh, it, it continues to surprise me. Uh, saw someone had posted last night on the, on, on the Twitters that had the, the list of uh, top uh, wins above replacement numbers for um, – for the month of June, number one in the majors, surprisingly, Mike Trout. That nope. guy. Yeah, I know, right? Uh, where'd, that, where'd that guy come from? Right. Um, and number three in the entire majors in, in wins above replacement for June, Billy Hamilton. You know, are you yeah. surprised as I am at not just that he's improved over the course of the season? We expected that, but you know, in June he three twenty seven batting average, three forty eight on base percentage. 500 slugging percentage. He actually had three home runs. Um, you know, in, in addition to being one of the, by some accounts, second or third uh, most effective uh, defensive player, defensive run saved. I think he's second in the league right now defensively. So, uh, hey, Billy Hamilton. Yeah, you know, uh, I, I've, I had a, I think I had a, a small conversation on Twitter with uh, Nick Kirby about this. Um, I think it's great. I think it's, and I'm not trying to take anything away from Billy. It sounds like you're getting ready to try to take something away from Billy. No, 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 no. I'm I'm going to correct for expectation here, <laughs> based on WAR, which his is his inflated somewhat by his defensive numbers. No doubt, and especially defensive numbers within a month are a little, you know. Oh, yeah, that's questionable. Um, I agree. And and uh, something we – what Nick and I were talking about were Billy Hamilton relative to Jay Bruce, who is – Jay Bruce has also had a very good June as well. But um, I don't know what the – I forget what the difference in war, but I think – I want to say Billy had like a half a war or, or, you know, advantage or something like that. And so I wanted to I, – I just want to point out that Billy makes Billy makes a lot of – routine plays that um, or, or plays that look routine that where he covers a large area because of his speed and he takes balls away from um, both Jay and both the left fielders. Well, the left fielders probably may not have gotten to those balls, but there were certainly some balls that Jay can get to that Billy's getting uh, that inflates his defensive numbers. Um, and, and again, not trying to take away from Billy because that skill that he has is certainly there. Uh, it's just his numbers maybe look a little higher because he was getting to balls or, or sorry, taking balls um, that maybe Bruce gets to or Laura last year with Chu out there in center field. Bruce Fields 
uh, routinely as well. Because there are certainly areas on the field where good defensive players, if you have a good defensive right fielder and a good defensive center fielder, the ball is routine for both of them. Right. And who takes the ball uh, over a, a small sample like a month can really make your numbers fluctuate. So all I'm trying to say is, yes, Billy had a great month. Uh, and I and I'm sorry to like I'm not trying to be negative about it. I'm just trying to correct a little bit for the fluctuation of that you might see in the data. Billy had a, certainly had a great month offensively. I mean, you can't take away from what he did. He he really was um, uh, more than you ever would have, or at least I ever would have expected from him uh, uh, for a month. Um, you know, he raised he raised his batting average 30 points during the month. Raised his uh, on base percentage. Uh, about 22 points. So, you know, he's he's doing things um, to really help the team, and, and we see the results. You know, uh, he scores a lot of runs. He gets on base. When he gets on base, he causes havoc, um, uh, yes. and, uh, uh, and I think it's great. So sorry for that little aside there. I You know, I hate to... Yeah, you you rained on the Billy Hamilton parade a little bit. Thanks a lot. I did, I did. I don't like people to be happy about things. <laughs> no, it's a it's an argument that's well taken, certainly. Uh, and, it's, and and really, when we're talking about uh, twenty seven games worth of data defensively, yeah, that's you know that's maybe drilling down a little bit too too much mm-hmm. to uh, really be confident in that war. I just it just surprised me that he was up there so high. Um, but but you're right. The fact is, ignore the defense, which has been very good by everyone's account. Uh, Ignore the defense. You know, if if Billy Hamilton has a three forty eight on base percentage, Billy Hamilton's an all star, right? And uh, and that's the way he played in, in June. So, you know, on the year he still, you know, his numbers are, um, you know, two eighty one average, three twelve on base percentage, four oh two slugging. You know, if you'd have told me before the season he'd have a three twelve on base percentage, I'd probably take it. Right. You know, um, obviously you'd like it a little higher, but uh, but well, he's they- gonna. Positive contributor, and I'm uh, I'm really happy to see. It's fun to watch still. Yeah, and the great thing about it is that um, you know, and some of this could just be the the recency bias, but he appears to be kind of adjusting and learning the league and and getting better um, in terms of the adjustments that he's making. Now he's probably going to go through a slump here at some point, uh, and we'll see how he readjusts then to you know whatever changes have happened then and how pitchers are pitching him or whatever but the fact is is he seems very confident in what he's doing and uh it's really uh uh, makes me feel good about the fact that um he may actually have a a good future you know i kind of i kind of came in this to this year saying okay well let's see what he does i didn't have very high expectations in terms of what his numbers would be but i had a feeling you know i felt like okay well let's just see how he handles this year because it's his first year, and you know, first years can be, especially for a player of Billy's style, who um, he's so different than what uh, you, you know your typical player coming in. He's going to have to kind of find his own path through the game. Um, so let's see what he's going to do, and uh, and then we'll adjust our expectations for what kind of career he might have. Well, at this point, I feel very confident that he's going to have a career, and it's not going to be just a you know a one or two year. Novelty uh, act. Novelty act, exactly. Um, you know, he may not, he may not uh, ever be all star caliber in his career, but I have a feeling that, based on what I've seen so far, and based on the kind of the way I've seen him make adjustments and and uh, and then try to do things a little better as the year has gone on, I feel confident that he's going to be the kind of player that can last a few years in the league. Yeah, I think so too. And uh, I wasn't always sure of that. Um, 
And, and the the problem with with Hamilton really is that there are no comps. I can't figure out who to compare him to uh, in in Major League history. Really, he's sort of a unique player that we, at least in recent uh, Major League uh, history, we've not seen very many players with his skill set. So, um, yeah, going to be a lot of fun to watch to see how how he. he I think he's going to have a career too. It'd be, it's going to be really interesting to see what kind of a career that turns out to be. Mm-hmm. Um, now, you mentioned a moment ago Jay Bruce having a good June, and I think uh, I don't think Marty Brenneman has noticed, but, uh, but Jay Bruce had a really good June, and, and now all of a sudden you look, and all of a sudden, I sound like Tom there, um, to get Marty and Tom into the same paragraph here. Uh, all of a sudden, he's uh, on, on the positive side of the ledger when it comes to offensive contributions, and uh, not a moment too soon, but is, is he doing it as quietly as uh, it seems like he is? Um, you know what was funny? I mean, there was somebody had had posted or tweeted a quote from Marty. I don't I don't listen to Marty a lot. Not that I have a whole lot against Marty. It's just that I'm usually watching the games. Um, you know, because it's partly my job. But uh, that that you know, Jay looked bad in a game, and and you know, Marty really railed on him in that game. And and I was beside myself on that because you know I had just looked at the numbers, and Jay was really having a good month, and so I. I I think that that may be partly why he's he's quietly having a good month. I think maybe uh, people look at his season numbers and they're like, oh, you know, he still only has seven home runs or blah, 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 whatever. Uh, the other thing, too, is there were a lot of guys that had good months in June, so it was easy to be overshadowed. Um, Todd Frazier had a really good month in June. Nev- Devin Mesoraco, uh has come back to life again after a little bit of a doldrum. Even Ryan Ludwig had a pretty good June. So, uh, it, you know, it, I, I think that is somewhat overshadowed Jay uh, and what he has done uh, really over the last month, which is great. Um, I, you know, in some ways, it's it's best uh, if Jay Bruce is putting up good numbers uh, and quiet because. Um, you know, we love his hot streaks, but his hot streaks and when he was hot and cold, all that he, you know, he got a lot of, uh, up and down publicity. Well, you know, if he's just doing positive things all the time, I think it's a good thing. That's a good point. That's a good point. Uh, a lot of times people claim, well, yeah, he had good numbers, but you, you look, he had a three week, uh, crazy, uh, insane hot streak. And then that made his numbers look better than what they should have been. No, in June, he's been very quietly, um, productive uh, and, uh, you know, 300 average, 351 on base percentage, 540 slugging. Uh, so the power is coming back a little bit, and uh, he's he's turning back into the Jay Bruce we expected. Yeah, and I've had a few people say to me, "Well, he still hasn't had one of those patented Jay Bruce hot streaks where he carries the team." I'm still looking forward to that, and I and I to them I say, if he does exactly what he did in June every month for the rest of the way, his numbers are going to look really good, and I'll take that over the hot <laughs> yes. and cold every day. Absolutely, absolutely, and you know. Uh, and I, I don't even remember where I saw it. It may have been uh, an interview that he did with uh, Trent uh, Rosecrans. I can't remember, but just talking about the way he's trying to approach and he's trying to learn some new things this year and trying to improve himself at the plate. Uh, and think, He thinks at the end of the year he'll look up and it'll be fine, but he pointed to the fact that his on-base percentage at that time was about 100 points uh, above his batting average and that's something he, you know, he, that it's never been the case for him. And, uh, and so it looks like maybe he's learning the strike zone a little better, learning how to uh, how to swing at a pitch. And I think the way he put it was, I actually, I love this, was, uh, you know, he may take a strike now and again, but I'd rather be 0-1 in the count than 0-1 in the game by swinging at a pitch that I can't handle and, uh, you know, popping it up or something. So a lot of uh, a lot of Joey Votto uh, influence sounds like there 
But maybe what we're seeing is that uh, he's developing into a uh, maybe a more efficient, uh, a better better hitter overall, rather than the hot and cold guy that we saw before. And uh, he thinks that it's just taking him a little while to, uh, to, to I guess, to get there, uh, according to that interview. But, uh, you know, I, I guess we can be hopeful. Nobody knows. We'll look up at the end of the season and see how he's done. But, uh, you know, it's, uh, despite uh, a very low batting average, good on-base percentage, um, I'm, I'm pretty happy with, with uh, the Jay Bruce that we have right now. It'll, it'll be interesting to see how uh, the general public responds. To, yeah, uh, you know, if he does become more of a Joey Votto type hitter, um, if they, you know, if they reject that kind of how, I mean, not everybody. I don't mean to, to paint a broad brush because it's probably a pretty a, a minority of people who don't like Joey Votto's game, but uh, a very I mean, vocal minority, which right, seems, and I and I mean, manager. I mean his game based on last season, not his game based on. Um, what he's done so far this year, which is, you know, obviously not up to the caliber that we would all expect for Joey. Um, but uh, it'll be interesting to see how people respond to Jay, uh, especially if he if he gets rid of the dips and kind of becomes a more level throughout the season. I mean, it doesn't have to be perfectly level, but more level throughout the season to the point that, um, you know, he his numbers are pretty are fairly consistent throughout the year. Uh, if people are happy about that um, or if people are upset uh, that maybe he's being too patient or whatever. So uh, I look forward to the internet arguments that it leads to. <laughs> oh, and, and, and it will lead to internet arguments too mm. patient. Uh, what a, what a label to put on somebody being too mm. patient at the plate. How dare he try to find a pitch that he think he can handle. Um, okay. One more guy I wanted to talk about. I guess we could spend some time talking about Todd Frazier if we want, because Frazier's continued to be outstanding. I really hope to see uh, Frazier on the all-star team, but a guy that, uh, has not really slowed down. He did have a little bit of a, a mini slump, but continues to be very productive is Devin Miserocco. You know, I mean, he's, uh, he's up to almost 200 plate appearances now. Well, not qu- He's getting there close to 200 plate, plate appearances, but he's still killing the baseball. I think he leads all nationally catchers in home runs. Uh, despite uh, you know 70 plate appearances fewer than uh, the other guys up near the, the, the top of the leaderboard, um, OPS over a thousand if you want to use that measure. But uh, this is not who Mesoraco is. But you know, for a pretty sustained period of time, 48 games now, he's still he's still being <laughs> productive. Uh, what do we make of uh, Mes- any thoughts about Mesoraco? He, he's he's just I, I expected a good season out of him this year. But he has really he continues to blow me away. Mm-hmm. I, um, yeah, I'm I'm very happy. He's one of those guys. He's he's almost into that spot where every time he every time he comes to the plate, I expect him to do something positive. Um, you know, guy. Uh, you know, Joey Votto has been that way for me for a long time. Adam Dunn used to be that way for me, even though you know he would strike out a lot. But you, you know, you just kind of had that feeling um, that. Something good was going to come up here—a home run, a walk, a, a base hit, whatever—and uh, and I'm starting to feel that way about Devin Mesoraco, uh, which is good. It's nice. It's nice that it's coming out of the catcher position as well, too. Hold on, I was I was struck dumb there for a moment. You you mentioned Adam Dunn, so uh, oh, I'm sorry. Oh, I I need to learn. I need to learn not to bring that up. We need a- then you you get all <laughs> flustery and. Start getting the uh, the hot flashes there. I know, I know. I just a moment of silence. Uh, 
Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mazzarocco has been uh, a legit middle-of-the-order hitter. And, you know, still we're talking a, a pretty small sample size, but he's he's not come all the way back down to earth like I expected him. And uh, he's making a case even himself to be on the all-star team, although there's some good uh, catchers ahead of him. I'd be surprised if he makes it. But um, not that it matters. That's a, that's a conversation, an argument I always love to have about the all-star game, understanding that it absolutely does not matter. Uh, uh, quickly, Todd Frazier. Todd Frazier by uh, Fangraphs wins over placements. About three and a half win player so far this year. Uh, baseball reference, uh, a little less, 3.3 3, uh, wins. I thought that the guy that we were going to see out of Todd Frazier was probably somewhere, maybe slightly above what we saw last year. This year has been much better than I expected. Can we overstate how good Todd Frazier's been? I don't think we can, and I don't think we can overstate how important he's been to this Reds offense. He has been the the straw that stirs the drink, and uh, what a great season. He's another guy that I'm starting to get to the point. I, I was always frustrated, and still am sometimes, with his uh, propensity to swing at uh, anything, anywhere, anytime. Uh, and I, we, it's not it's not, not been uh, the case as much this year, and I'm, I'm much more comfortable when he comes up in a in – a, I want him coming up in these sort of high intensity, high leverage positions. Are you? Uh, do you think this is who Frazier is for the next year or two? Or is it? I I don't know. He certainly has made um, the kind of adjustments that you that he needed to make. Uh, Don Long has really helped him uh, to lay off those pitches outside the zone, um, especially those down and away pitches where he ends up sticking his butt out and trying to reach them. Um, so I, I think that's a great thing, and uh, if he can keep that up, if he can keep doing that, I think he's going to be very productive. Uh, um, you know, I'm not going to make any predictions about him because I don't want to be wrong. Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, I, I'm pretty happy with what he's done. I can't imagine where the Reds would have been or where they would be this year uh, without him because he really kind of has been that uh, that right-handed power bat that they've been looking for. He and Devin Mazzarocco together have really kind of uh, been that bat that they've been looking for for a couple of years. Um, so it's nice to see that it's, you know it, it, they developed. Uh, I don't know that Todd Frazier is going to be a, a six-win player this year. He's you know I wouldn't I wouldn't put money on that. But if he does, man, wow, uh, that really helps make up for the fact that Joey Votto is not having a Joey Votto type season. That's for sure. Well, and you remember before the season we talked about uh, it, it was really your theory. Don't let me misstate this theory. But it was your theory that uh, the Reds' offense could be better than we expected by you know different players around the lineup bumping their uh, bumping their production up a little bit to make up for the loss of Shinsu Chu, for example. And um, I think that Todd Frazier is one of the ones we thought talked about because he had really a, a down offensive year last year. And uh, yeah, three and a half win player halfway through the season, I'd say yes, he's been very very uh, valuable. And yeah, he's a guy that makes up for the loss of maybe some uh, contributions. Elsewhere around the lineup. Uh, all right, let's let's talk quickly if we could, because we're going to try to make this a uh, little bit of a shorter edition of the the podcast tonight, because we got started late, which is entirely my fault. In uh, it, we're going to blame it on the West Coast. You and I are old. We're getting <laughs> old, and we just can't pull off these West Coast trips anymore. Really, that's a big part of the problem. Getting up early and uh, dragging my butt to work, and then having to stay up all night watching these games. I just can't uh, can't handle that. Matt Latos is back. Talk about a tough luck loser. Mm-hmm. 
last night uh, in San Diego. You know, the Reds give up one lonely single and still lose one to nothing. That's 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 hard to do. And, and poor Latos, who pitched outstanding. Uh, you know, we had had a conversation when Latos was hurt, and we I even uh, used the dreaded uh, Tommy John term. Uh, you know, looks like Latos is back and better than ever, huh? Uh, I don't know about better than ever. Um, you know, he was facing a pretty lousy lineup last night. So I'm all not- right, rain on his parade too. No, come on, <laughs> come on. I I am more. I'm the I'm the optimist here. That's but, true. That's true. But uh, I'm just you know. I, I'm not willing to to jump on that. Uh, you know, he's all the way back, kind of uh, land uh, or whatever. I'm not willing to get there yet. But I will say that I'm very happy with what what he's done, uh, given the fact that he kind of came in mid season when hitters are already in their stride. Uh, it's a little bit harder for a pitcher to get going than at that point. He doesn't have the advantage of having a couple weeks where the pitchers are a little bit a bit a little bit ahead of the hitters. So yeah, I'm uh, I'm I'm happy with what he's done. Um, you know, he fits right into that rotation just like we need him to. Yeah, and it's just four starts, but his numbers look good across the board. His fielding independent numbers look good. Everything looks good so far. So. Um, I won't say he's back and better than ever. Then you've you've uh, disabused me of that notion, but we will say that he's he's, he's uh, back. I'm he's just back. not sure. You know, he's not he's not new and improved. You can't be both. Uh, but he has been effective, and that's yes. uh, that's good enough for me. Uh, another guy that's been pitching much better of late is my guy Homer Bailey. Uh, another guy we talk about Joey Votto getting the uh, the brunt of the criticism. Homer Bailey, how dare he sign that uh, that big contract in the off season, and then. After that, how dare he start off so slowly? But hey, Bailey's been Bailey's been pretty good. Yeah, you know, I, he pitched really well in his last start. Um, I hope that he uh, uh, is able to keep it up. Um, you know, I, I, I'm 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 wishy washy on Homer Bailey. I don't I don't dislike him. Um, I also don't. You know, he's the third best starter on the team. So yeah. Uh, you know, he's not hasn't been so far this year, but when he's on, he's certainly he's certainly near that. So, I just hope he pitches well for the rest of the year. I think that, uh, and I guess I could look up the stats. I don't know, I'm sure what they are now, the updated stats. But I did a piece not too long ago um, that he's been a little bit better than everyone thinks that he's been this year because he was really really bad early on, and he had a really hard time with uh, the home run ball early on that he's not had since. Uh, he's uh, his numbers look good. His whiff rates, he's, he's causing swings and misses with every one of his pitches uh, at a higher rate than he has before. His fastball continues to be the velocity was up big last year, um, and it's remained constant up there. So I have reason to believe that Homer Bailey is going to continue to be pretty effective the rest of the season. But uh, you're right. I mean, you know, in, in the end result, he's just the third best pitcher on the team. But it, I am, I'm, I'm a Homer Bailey fanboy, I guess, and uh, <laughs> I think uh, a Third best uh, starter that's as effective and as capable as uh, Bailey is, is a really good thing. The number one starter on the team this year so far obviously has been Alfredo Simon or Tony Singron. Of course. Well, no, Alfredo Simon. He has 10 wins. <laughs> oh, that's right. Exactly. Leads the team in wins. He's 10 and 3. He's clearly the best. Yeah. Um, now, and, you know, Alfredo Simon has been uh, more than we ever could have dreamed, so I'm not going to criticize uh, him in any way whatsoever. Wait a minute. Let's rain on his parade. 
uh, you know his uh, his peripheral numbers uh, are keep making me think this guy's coming back down to earth at some point. You know, it's fielding independent pitching numbers. Uh, he's he's not this good. When does he come back to earth? It's got to be soon, doesn't if it? They, if they had if they had a realistic fifth option, uh, honestly, right now, if they had a realistic fifth option, I would consider trading Alfredo Simon. That would be the very definition of trading high. Yes, but, and that's exactly why I would do it. It's not because I want to get rid of Alfredo Simon, but I think it's because uh, he is the kind of guy that uh, you can get more for than he's than his value. Yeah, he'll never be worth more than he is right now. Exactly, I would say. All right. Well, you know, the Reds obviously have, have done well lately. Won five in a row before losing last night. Had won uh, what uh, eight of nine, I think. And uh, they're out in San Diego. Got Milwaukee coming up at home this week halfway through the season 82 games into the season not kind of nice games you know 43 and 39 that's uh, probably i guess if you look at if you hadn't watched any of the first half you went to sleep the day before opening day and woke up today that's probably about where i would have guessed the reds would have been uh, maybe a little better maybe well i said they were an 87 win team there you go then you're right there uh, and, and i'm right there you know so i mean it's I, I'm not, uh, I'm not in any way disappointed with the, uh, the season at the midway point, uh, especially because I really was starting to feel for a while there. I was starting to feel like, eh, maybe this is just going to be one of those years that's going to go in the toilet for most of the year. So I'm very happy with the way things are. Yeah, we, I think we've all had that thought. This is going to be one of those years where nothing's going to go right, and all of a sudden, some things have gone right. They they're playing a lot better, putting some runs on the board, and. Uh, Again, you know, who knows? They're going into tonight, what, a half game out? Uh, going into tonight's game, a half game out of second. Uh, Milwaukee, I, I'm not sure how they continue to play so well. They've got the best record in the uh, in the National League at this point, and I really don't know how when I look at that roster. But they continue to play well. Give them credit where it's due. But do the Reds have a chance of getting back in this and winning this division? Certainly, yeah. I mean, if they win tonight, there will only be six games back. Uh, you know, obviously, everybody who's listening to this already knows the outcome of tonight's game, but we don't. So yes. we still have that hope. Um, <laughs> right, exactly. Uh, uh, but if, I mean, obviously, if they win tonight, they're going to be six games back. Six games to make up over the course of, uh, you know, 80 games is not, uh, it's, it's easy. I mean, I'm not going to say it's easy, but it's, uh, completely within the realm of probability. You know, there have been teams that have made up six games with two weeks left. So, uh, I, the season is uh, far from over. Um, the Reds are healthy outside of, uh, Votto, who really just looks painful to watch when he swings. But, uh, you know, for the most part, they're healthy. And, uh, you know, I think if you feel like being optimistic about this team, uh, you have every right to be. I think there's reason to believe in them. Yeah, hope hope springs eternal, and and again, it's one of the common themes that you and I seem to come back on is, uh, you know, baseball's supposed to be fun, and mm-hmm. you know they're healthy now, they're winning some games. If you can't have fun watching this team, I'm not sure why you're why you're fooling with it. Uh, if it's just to make you angry, mm-hmm. so hope springs eternal. Amen. Any closing thoughts for us, Joel? Uh, I think you just said it. I think we must have just landed on the uh, title of the podcast then. <laughs> uh, Joe, great talking to you again. You know, I'm sorry that it uh, took so long just because of some things that uh, were out of everyone's control. We actually 
uh, had to take a hiatus last week because of uh, life getting in the way a little bit, but it's really great talking to you again. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, schedules are going to do it to me again. I hope you and Bill have a couple good weeks of podcasts coming up and have lots of fun things to talk about. And, uh, you know, I'll, I'll hopefully be around again at the end of July. Yeah, you know, maybe the reds will do so well that even Bill won't be so cranky. <laughs> right. Well, yeah, that's probably probably not going to happen. You know, Jill, I do appreciate it. Guys, uh, appreciate all you guys for, for downloading and, and listening to the podcast. Don't have any idea why in the world you would uh, download this and, and listen to us ramble on about the Reds, but do appreciate it. Go to uh, iTunes, subscribe to the podcast. You can also go to redlegnationradio.com and, and subscribe by, via iTunes and via an RSS feed. Uh, if if you like us, go to iTunes and give us a rating and, and a review. If you don't like us, keep your mouth shut. And uh, follow Joel on Twitter at J-L-U-C-K-H-A-U-P-T. got to spell that out every time because nobody's going to get that. Um, and you can follow me if you want at uh, Dotson C, D-O-T-S-O-N-C. Follow Red Leg Nation at Red Leg Nation. And check out RedLegNation.com every day. Uh, I think we've got a pretty good thing going on. There's a lot of really good analysis there lately. So check it out every day. Joel, once again, thank you for, for being here. Thank you all for listening. For Joel Luckup, this is Chad Dotson saying so long, everyone.